Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Alex Lacquemont, and he's a bassist. A Get Up in the Cool first, and hopefully not the last. Alex plays old-time music with a lot of freedom, but he also has a keen sense for exercising restraint. It's pretty rare to find someone who excels at both leading and following in music, but also in general. This week's bonus track is a live recording of Alex Lacquemont, Rachel Eddy, and Ken and Brad Kalodner playing I've Endured, one of my favorite old-time songs. Alex sings back up and takes a bowed solo. It's awesome. Stick around after the interview for details on how to support Get Up in the Cool and get access to this week's bonus track. Here's my jam and chat with Alex Lacquemont. Enjoy. Oh, Lord, if I... 
Right on. Ruben's train. Alex Laquaman. Do you say the T? Uh, I, I go back and forth. Laquaman. Laquaman. Yeah. I noticed that when Brad introduced you last night at uh, him and his dad's show, um, he... He made a. He definitely said it with an with an affectation. Oh yeah. Lacomont. Well, I, I once met a man in. Uh, I spent a summer in Montreal, and I was trying to take bass lessons when I was considered myself more of a jazz player. And I met a French Canadian man, and I told him, he said, "Oh, what is your name?" And I said, "Oh, it's Alex Lacomont." He said, "Oh, that last name I could not possibly spell it." <laughs> so I thought something was wrong. <laughs> so yeah, I'm confused. About my last name. Yeah, for sure. Um, the, the the name Dewitt has a has a lot of similar similar. I just I'm just noticing that like so far all of the all of the podcasts that I've done like have started with me being like, how do you pronounce your name? I gotta like get my get my game together because I like uh, say say the full name of my guest and then uh, and then I'm like wait a second did I say that right I did oh, that yeah. for Rye for Luke I think I got Brad Kalabner's name yeah. right uh, yeah how did you uh, how did you get into playing all time you said you used to be a, more of a jazz player how did you start playing bass how did you make your way into this genre oh uh, you know I, I took the traditional Bella Fleck route <laughs> the backwards Bella Fleck yep, route yep um <laughs> So I was an electric bass player in high school, and then uh, my grandmother took me to a jazz camp, and it was it was at the ripe age of seventeen. I had never heard an upright. When you say your grandma <laughs> took you to a, a jazz, jazz camp, camp, yes. What do you mean? Can you uh, elaborate a little more? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, my my grandmother was a woman who supported me playing music uh, when I was younger, and she thought. She, want, she took me to this jazz camp called Jamie Abersold's Jazz Camp where they teach you how to play jazz and all that good stuff. And I, uh, yeah, I was there playing the electric bass and learning, you know, jazz standards in a very nerdy <laughs> format of learning music from a page. And But I, I went to these concerts and I, it was the first time I was ever in front of an upright bass. I just, I had no memory of ever being in front of one and it just took about like two seconds for me to realize that that's that was the one I was supposed to play. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and so I enjoyed that acoustic quality and that older music. And then I went to school to study jazz, and then I started getting into like I was got way more into count basing and early Duke Ellington from the like late twenties, and was looking and because I was into count basing, I was looking at the Kansas City sound and found all these like kind of correlations of of, of people. Of Count Basie interpreting all these old rags and stomps. Sure. And then that kind of led me to looking into like Jug Band. But all meanwhile, I was also listening to Bella Fleck. Mm-hmm. And then because uh, like Bella Fleck of the Fleck Tones, and I found out, well, what else does Bella Fleck do? Oh, he's on this album Drive. Who are all these other good players? And then and then heard about Edgar Meyer and then all these other players. And then I worked backwards and <laughs> worked my way backwards into old time music and found that it was super fun and groovy. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and it was uh, I don't know. I just like the crossroads of the early American music, where it all kind of, we're all kind of like swimming together. Yeah, I feel like that's that's pretty common. Um, I don't think anyone starts like listening to traditional music, like unless they were specifically raised listening to it. Like, yeah. I bought my banjo because like Sufjan had a banjo. Yeah, and, you know, and he was that was the only that was the closest I knew about traditional music because he was just like very peripherally kind of referencing some like 
I didn't even know what folk meant, you know? Yeah. And so, like, it over the course... That was back in, like, 2008, and over the course of the years, I just, like, realized that... Yeah. There's something deeper going on. And yeah. And made my way into old-time music, and now I, like... It's, it's like, mostly what I do. Yeah, yeah I, like... I started playing all time music because I went to grad school to study jazz, and I was like deep into playing all these like crazy tune, crazy jazz compositions from like the '60s and '70s, and all like advanced harmony. And then I'd do that all day long, and then I would go over to the guitar shop, Brunanzio's uh, shop in yeah. Rochester, and I always old, wanted to go there. Yeah, it's cool. That's where <laughs> I got my first. Uh, I got my first banjo because my friend worked there, and he lent me his, and then I bought my first yeah. banjo there at that shop. But and then I would go to these old time jam like rehearsal things I just joined this like string band and I was like I'm just supposed to play G the whole time like (laughs) like, and I was like so I did what every like new bass player who like has has like comes from like that kind of same background that I have I played way too much Uh (laughs) you know yeah (laughs) didn't understand that simple was cool yeah yeah interesting um how do how long did it take you to like sort of figure out what is like, what is your experience? Like what's the role of a bass player in old time music traditionally? And then what's your experience interacting with that and like finding the way that you meet that role and maybe also defy those expectations. And how do you exercise restraint and when, and in what different contexts uh, do you like let your leash out a little more and like what? Yeah. Let me tackle that uh, laundry list. <laughs> They're all sort of related. I think you can yeah. answer them all at the same time. Well, I mean, time. you know, like most people who are aware of this music know that bass did, doesn't have a role. Like, right. Originally, you know. Right. So, uh, but that never stopped me. Yeah. <laughs> out of uh, sheer ignorance at first. Uh-huh. <laughs> but now that I know more about that, uh, I've just realized the... You know, I, I I play differently with who I'm, whoever I'm playing with. Mm-hmm. Like in a uh, bass and banjo situation like this, uh, it's fun to break all those rules. Sure. <laughs> but you know, if I'm playing with a like a real like just old time style or old time bluegrass style guitar player, like I don't really vary it up much. You know, I just like to like lay in on that groove. But if like everybody else is like. Uh, being a little bit more adventurous, I tr- I try to f- chase them at times and or push them, you know, and like it's 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 fun trying to color the mood with such a with an instrument that most people perceive as a background instrument. But sure. for me, I, I I feel like I'm a supporting cast member. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but in a way, you have kind of like the most power to like affect the dynamics of a jam like there's this as long as everybody else is very musical listening yes yes (laughs) totally uh yeah that that's always the assumption yeah (laughs) the ideal but uh there's this in our uh jam in philly there's this man named brendan squire who plays bass and uh he his favorite thing to do is just to drop out for like one time through and then everyone's like the moment he drops out, because we don't, you know, we, we, it's not that we tune him out, but I, we get used to the bass texture and then he drops out and then yeah. it's like, oh, oh, and everyone gets like kind of excited yeah. and then he's just like looking around. He's like, 
when am I going to come back in? You yeah. don't know. Yeah. And then he comes back in, and then it's like so exciting. It's like a, um, I don't know. Uh, it's like a big, a big wave that hasn't hit the shore all day long. It's just like yeah. psh, that first one. Like whoa. I mean, I I I love that moment, and for for me, I, those kind of moments are like the ones that you hold on tight for, and then they like if you get them right, they just like pay out, and everybody feels it. Yeah. And I try to do that, uh, especially like I like to bow stuff, and like, yeah, you know, I like to figure out when to come back in. Sometimes it's great to like jump right back in. Sometimes it's fun to sneak back in, and and those are not like traditional affects sure sure to, to, to choose from but like because but but to me like I don't, I don't know there's just so much good music and why completely why restrain yourself based on tradition I think it's important to learn what people do but then to know that and then to be like whatever I'm you, gonna make these choices you can't deny the sort of sensual experience of being in a jam with a bass you know just like <laughs> your body is affected. Yeah. You know, different. I just earlier, I, uh, had, um, Theo, um, on Alex's, yeah, my son on Alex's bass, just like leaning up against it while he was playing. And I could, and he was obviously just kind of overwhelmed and just like, what is happening to me? Like, yeah. And, (laughs) and that kind of like feeling of like, like you're asking like how, how I play and how I break these, rules or whatever they're totally dependent also on sometimes the amount of musicians and like if everybody's playing low then I play like really low and yeah. and you can if everyone's like loud you can sneak in all this crazy slap stuff and mm-hmm. I don't know it's yeah just swimming through different textures as a bass player is yeah. really fun and, and, and body pushing if you're like if it's pretty heavy and everyone's yeah. going for it you want to play this Jimmy in the Swamp oh yeah Oh, also, yeah. so Ruben's train. Yeah. Um, this that's a, I have like a weird relationship with that tune because every time someone wants to play Ruben's train, which yeah. is seldom, yeah. they yeah. always say, "I don't know if you think this tune is overplayed." <laughs> I know everyone knows this, yeah. and uh, but I really like it, and yeah. I'm like because of that like culture around this tune, no one ever plays it, and I actually. Don't know that tune very well. Like, oh, really? in, yeah, in the email, because I've only been playing for a little while. Yeah. So it's like, in the email you sent, you're like, I don't even need to put a link to this tune on here. And I'm like, I actually, I've only heard this tune a few times because I guess I entered in after everyone had decided that it's time to give this tune a break. But it's like, this tune's still very new and exciting to me, yeah. you know? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that was like one of the, that was like one of the very first old-time tunes I ever jammed on. Yeah. Like, in one of those, you know. Yeah, I, and I probably played that tune for, like, I don't know, a good, like, 16 hours of my life. And yet I still uh-huh. forgot some of the words right up top. <laughs> That's how it goes. That's how it um, goes. Um, Jimmy the Swamp. Yeah, yeah, do you uh, want to... this one, like, a little, like... A little groovier? Yeah, like, how it would feel maybe late at night. Like, after, you know, even going at it and playing hard, fast tunes all day, and then this is, like, more of a kind of laid-back... Like, let's put Jimmy in the swamp. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. 
Are you gonna play melody? I'll play melody. Some. Do you want me to play melody up front on this one? Or yeah, dude. Or or whatever. Just uh, I I don't want to set a tempo. I want you to set the tempo because you're yeah. you're my guest. You set the tempo. Not to put the pressure on you, but uh, I, yeah. Swamp. Um, Squirrel Hunters. Um, is there like, how old is, is this a really old tune? I've only heard that version of Sarah Jaros and Alex Hargraves. Like, uh, it, it's an old, it's an, it's not, I don't know exactly how old it is. I, I heard that the, the tune Squirrel, the name Squirrel Hunters came from a group of union men who protected, uh, I believe it was Cincinnati. 
back during the Civil War. Interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah, and then but John Hartford popularized it, but it was around for a while before then. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. really hard to play slow brad was very inspiring inspiring to me yesterday because he just has so much control at such a low tempo and that's like that's hard to do especially on banjo with no sustain yeah yeah i like that one because it's like got a good i don't know it sounds doesn't really commit to being anywhere that's true yeah it's like kind of an e and then it's an a and just a feeling of that one, so it's nice to try to pull it back and yeah, let it let it let you think about it. And you can like do anything underneath it because it's so modal. Yeah, you don't. You could reharmonize that. Yeah, I have a all have, around the circle. I have a tendency to try that. <laughs> I like that tendency. Yeah. <laughs> I like uh, board that's, guitarists and board bassists. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I have a friend around Baltimore, <laughs> like like. 
who uh, you know calls me out every single time I <laughs> throw in something different. And so, like, you know, yeah, certain jams, like, I just, I know not to try things because it, it does detract. How do you know what, what jams? When, when, to, when to get weird and when not to? Oh. Is it just because you know the people? Or is it like... Oh, yeah, it's all about people. Yeah. Yeah, and because, like, you know, it's, yeah, it's like having, it's like meeting somebody at a party and then just uh-huh. be like, Donald Trump. <laughs> your move <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's like you know a little bit like stepping off a bridge you know uh-huh. like, like you're either really gonna like me or you're not gonna like me yeah <laughs> there's a little bit more freedom for a banjo player to like get oh, yeah. weird but I sometimes have been like a little bit sensitive especially cause like I first time I went to Clifftop I, I yeah. knew like two people yeah and so I just like went around to different camps. I didn't even have a chair, so I just like sat down in strangers' chairs and started yeah. playing. And I just like, I don't know, took a lot of risks in my playing and just like hoped that people wouldn't start talking about me in a negative way. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully they didn't, but yeah. I don't know. It's That's like, I, I, I really like doing doing jams like that where you're just kind of pushing and talking with each other and like, but it's also really but it, it it is uh you know like sometimes it's fun to treat the tunes as playgrounds and sometimes it's nice to just make it all a kind of surface to invite other people into that's so true sometimes you know the thing i love about it is that here in baltimore there's like a big Jam if you enjoy playing with like thirty people all at oh once. God. And so when it, if I'm playing bass and that I like I don't oh yeah I don't mess around I just like you know because you just, have a bunch of guitarists that are like playing trying to keep up with you and make sure that or like, I'm trying to keep up with them depending on the tunes right. <laughs> but you don't want to like start changing what the chord is and have them like yeah yeah it's nice to just let everybody else have their fun yeah man and you just to be part of it. <laughs> I feel like that's like a temperament that a, a bassist sort of needs to have. You can't like just to sustainably be a bassist and be a happy person. Yeah. You have to just have a, a, a hospitality to you. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> a kind way to put it. <laughs> I I just I like to. I was always attracted to playing the bass. Like, yeah, man. Uh, you know, I. I remember the very first time I ever actually heard the bass, which is I wish I could say it was like, you know. I wish I could say I was listening to Flat and Scruggs and I heard a bass break, you know, but the first time I heard the bass was listening to the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was the very first time it appeared in my ears. You heard it here, folks. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right on. Yeah. Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Yeah. <laughs> do you, uh, ska music. Do you ever play any ska anymore? No, no, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> Every once in a while I run into someone who's still just like, ska. <laughs> I want to talk about ska. I'll listen to you talk about ska. I don't have anything to contribute to that. But yeah, no, I don't want to People can get really loyal. Yeah. No. <laughs> Do you want to play another one? I want to hear you talk about ska. Uh, no, yeah, no, let's play, uh, let's play Greasy Coat. Okay. I'm, I'm in the tuning for Greasy Coat. Now, tell us about this, this version of Greasy Coat and how you guys play it and who you play it with. And... Well, uh, I play this, uh, Good jam tune uh, with my buddies from Charm City Junction. We're a 
old time band as a bluegrass fiddler and an Irish button accordion player and so we kind of fuse a little bit of those styles and just really enjoy jamming and playing together and making good music and not really being too concerned about any of those boundaries yeah uh, and we rehearse here in this kitchen <laughs> we've been playing together for like a year almost two years now and I met them at a jam that was a confluence of Patrick the bluegrass fiddler some of my old time friends from Boston coming down and then Sean bringing some of his Irish friends out, and it just ended up being a jam that night with lots of people. And then I found those guys, and I was like, just very uh, swooned by their playing. And yeah. I was living in Virginia, and I would drive up every other week uh-huh. from for like an hour and a half drive on a Tuesday after I would teach elementary school and my after school program, drive up and <laughs> play with these guys, and then leave Patrick's house at like. 12.30 and get home at like 2 and teach the next day. So I love playing music with these guys. Anyway, we were rehearsing in this kitchen and uh, they started making all these percussive noises and uh-huh. uh, faux hand boning. Yeah, <laughs> so I saw that video. We were on the subject of faux hand boning. Yeah. And uh, this kind of came out. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, I've been listening to this record a lot. Oh, since, cool. Yeah, it's basically just stayed in our car CD player and Thank I just you. listen to it all the time, man. I will big time plug it in the outro <laughs> recording. Oh, so right. I'll yeah. tell them where to find it. Well, um, how to book you. Yeah. Well, you want to do some uh, some good climber, uh, strum a strum percussion, explore a little bit of the different sounds of that. All right. I don't know if you want to do that up front a little bit with me. Yeah, yeah. Um, how, remind me how you want. Do you want to do it slow then fast? Sure, let's like, do it like, like that. Yes. Yeah. yeah, let's do it just like that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, one time. Ta- let's do it one. One time slow, and then we'll yeah. How just pick it up?
Yeah. Got to take some chances there. Uh-huh. <laughs> My goal is to yeah. make a mistake in every episode. <laughs> At least one. Yeah. I'm doing, doing pulling extra today. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's, that's the most badass song about uh, uh, being, being straight-laced. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Greasy coat. Yeah. Alright. Well we're we're about like I think we're ready to do this last tune. Um Winder Slide. Yeah. Tell us about this tune. This is one of the prettiest ones. It is one of the prettiest ones. I was try- trying to learn how to play. I've been trying to, you know, play some uh melodies on the bass bowing them and uh I I think this is going to I I enjoy the playing bass in a duo format because you get to break all the rules and uh-huh. one time with Sean from Charm City Junction we played a show and Brad and Patrick did a you know traditional fiddle and banjo duet and then that left Sean and I mm-hmm. <laughs> to do a duet of a button accordion and bass <laughs> and this was the one we chose yeah man yeah so I'm excited to play this one with you uh Thanks for being on the show. This is going to be like the go straight into the outro. So like, okay. yeah, Alex Lacoumont. Thank you, Cameron. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. 
to hear more of Alex Lacomont's music, he's in some awesome projects. Charm City Junction's record is fantastic. All four of those guys are amazing at their instruments, and they seamlessly blend old-time bluegrass and Irish traditional music and instill it with their fresh creativity. Go to charmcityjunction.com and buy their music. Find out when they're playing near you. They play a lot. You probably won't have to wait long. I saw Bumper Jacksons when they came through Philly last spring. They put on an awesome show, and they've got music to sell too. They play roots jazz, country swing, and street blues. Go to BumperJacksons.com to buy their records and find out when they're coming to your town. Alex also plays with Ken and Brad Kolodner. I'm pretty sure they've got a new album coming out around the corner, but in the meantime, they've got stuff you can buy online featuring Alex on bass, and they play all the time as well. Just go to KenAndBrad.com. Finally, if you want to take lessons from Alex or see all of his tour dates in one place, go to AlexLacomont.com. Alex spelled the normal way, L-A-C-Q-U-E-M-E-N-T.com. If you're a regular listener of Get Up in the Cool, maybe this is the week you go to CameronDeWitt.com and click on the button that says Patreon. Sign up to support Get Up in the Cool and you'll receive my gratitude, and more importantly, awesome rewards like bonus tracks and mp3 downloads of the tunes we play on the show all of the links i mentioned are in this episode's description on your pod catching app and i'll include them on the get up in the cool facebook page which you should like and follow thanks for listening everybody see you same time next week for more get up in the cool